Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today, we are going to be previewing the Wyndham Championship, the PGA Tour stop in Greensboro this week. A little quick rundown. We're going to be recapping the Rocket Mortgage from last week. We're going to be giving a little quick course preview and then going over some golfers that I like and don't like heading into the Wyndham Championship. This will be the only golf pod this week. I'm switching up the format a little bit. So if you want my full picks for the Wyndham, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. The full picks will be going live on there tomorrow. Now, without further ado, let's get into it. Last week, the Rocket Mortgage was a great week if you listened to the picks and took the advice. We actually had three of the top four golfers in our DraftKings lineup last week, with Cameron Young, our one-and-done pick, coming in for a tie in second place. Outstanding week for us. The FanDuel lineup was not as successful, but the DraftKings lineup, if you played it exactly, you probably cashed, you probably won yourself some money. And with Tony Finau winning, I believe my exact quote on the pod was, why can't Tony Finau win back-to-back? And guess what? Tony's playing some outstanding golf. He went and did it. He went and won back-to-back. So hopefully that stigma of guys can't win back-to-back might start to go away just a little bit. So I actually have a little bit of sentimental value attached to the Wyndham Championship. Uh, Believe it or not, Sedgefield Country Club is only about 20 or so minutes from my front door. It's very close to my house. Uh, I've actually, I've never gotten to play Sedgefield. It's very private, Uh, but I have driven through there. There are kind of roads that go through and wind through where you get a pretty good picture of the course. And I will say, when the grandstands are not up for the Wyndham, it actually looks like a fairly wide, fairly simple course. But man, when those grandstands go in, because I have actually been to the Wyndham a few times, when those grandstands go in, y'all, it gets really narrow. It feels really tight. And I will say, this course is much more undulated, much more hilly than it is going to look on TV. There's some fairways that have very severe slopes. There's some greens that have very severe slopes. So those are my little personal anecdotes, but if we want to get into the technical figures, Sedgefield Country Club is a design by Donald Ross. It is a par 70, and it is 7,131 yards. I believe it plays as a par 72 for members, with two of the par 5s becoming par 4s. I know 18 is one of them, and I do know that at this course in Sedgefield, all of the par fives, all two of them, are going to be reachable into for every golfer in the field. I don't exactly think that you're going to want to be swinging three wood or five wood into those two greens, but every golfer is going to have the distance to have a go at both those par fives to try to get on that green in two. So, talked about it. it is a Donald Ross design. Last week at Detroit Golf Club was also a Donald Ross design. However, this is much different. Like I said, y'all, a little bit of local knowledge. This is going to be North Carolina golf. This is not flat Midwestern golf. North Carolina golf, all of the golf courses in the Piedmont tried North Carolina for the most part, they're going to feature a lot of undulation. It's going to be tree-lined fairways. You're not going to have flat lies all the time. And Pretty much this course's defense is that it's going to be tree-lined, it's going to be narrow, and the green speed and the fairway speed are going to be its main defense. They try to get the greens and the fairways going super-duper fast because the course designers do not want this to turn into a birdie fest. But given the layout of the course and its lack of distance, that's really the only way that they can defend it. Now here's where that might play against the people who run the Wyndham here for just a little bit. There is rain forecasted later in the week this week in North Carolina, and so that might soften up the conditions for Saturday and Sunday and make scoring a little easier. 
One big thing about the Wyndham Championship and about Sedgefield Country Club is it tends to be very consistent on a yearly basis. Much like Augusta National, much like Harbortown with the RBC Heritage, if you take a look back at leaderboards, you're going to see a lot of the same names year by year that play well at the Wyndham. So that's going to be a big thing this week when you want to bet an outright winner or when you want to build lineups. Check and see what their history at Sedgefield is because it tends to be very consistent. So I do think there are two comp courses for Sedgefield if you want to look across results. Uh, the first one I already mentioned is Harbortown, host of the RBC Heritage. The second one is the TPC River Highlands, which hosts the Traveler Championship. Both of those are tree-lined fairways, fairly narrow. Harbortown doesn't have as much undulation, but again, both of those are very consistent on a yearly basis in that players who play well at them tend to continue to play well at them. Another wrinkle that you're going to hear about all weekend if you watch the broadcast at the Wyndham is that this is the last event before the FedEx Cup playoffs. Every golfer that plays this week wants to do whatever they can to make sure they're inside that top 125 so that they get to play next week. This is a big source of income for a lot of these guys getting to play in those playoff events. So they're going to be doing everything they can this week to try to make sure that they put themselves in that position. So this week, whether you consider that added pressure or not, I guarantee you're going to be getting guys that are going to be fighting for their spot. You're not going to see guys just start bogeying the first few holes and try to mail it in. No, that's not what's going to happen this week. Everybody wants to do well this week here at the Wyndham. So in terms of the golfers that we are targeting, last week I mentioned that it was a bomber's paradise and it was going to be a birdie fest. So we targeted guys who were long off the tee and guys who could make putts. This week, I still want guys that are going to be able to make putts because the winning score tends to be in the 15 to 20 range. You're still going to have to make birdies to win here. On the contrary, though, I don't necessarily want the bombers this week. I want guys who are going to be accurate off the tee and accurate with their irons because of the amount of undulation on this course. You're going to want to be able to put yourself in good positions, good positions to get up and down, good positions to make putts, good positions to go for the green. So I'm prioritizing accuracy this week over distance. And I think if you look at the history of Sedgefield, there have been more successful performances by accurate golfers than by bombers. So let's take a look at the board and see what we got. The top of the board this week on FanDuel and DraftKings actually provide a lot of good options. I really like all five guys at the top of the board. I think all of them have a reason for optimism, and I could totally see myself building a lineup with any of them as that first player locked in. So let's go through it by price on DraftKings. Will Zalatoris. Did not have a bad showing last week at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. I did not exactly see him playing well at that event. Will doesn't generally play well at birdie fests. This one isn't going to quite be the same birdie fest that last week was, but the score is still going to get pretty low. But one thing that I do like about Will Zalatoris, he's played a lot of North Carolina golf. He played his college golf at Wake Forest. Uh, Wake Forest's home course is Old Town Club in Winston-Salem, which is actually pretty similar to Sedgefield in terms of its overall design and layout. And last year, Will uh, teed it up at the Wyndham, and he finished T29, which is not a bad sign. Again, for a guy that's not a great course fit, a T29 is not a bad result. Obviously, at this price, if you play him in your lineups, you're going to want more than a T29, but I really do like the talent for Will. I think it would be a great story if he were to win his first PGA Tour title about 20 minutes away from where he played his college golf. 
Second on DraftKings is Webb Simpson. Webb Simpson is Mr. Wyndham. If you did not know, Webb Simpson actually named one of his kids Wyndham because of the success he has had at this event. Look it up. So the last five years at Wyndham, Webb had a T7 last year, T3 in 2020, and then the three years before that, T2, T2, and T3. He also won the tournament in 2011. Another thing, last year, when I say T7, if you remember watching the Wyndham last year, there was a six-man playoff. So that T7 just means that he finished one stroke behind the winner after 17 holes. So that course history is incredible. Now, people might want to shy away from Webb because of his recent form. He missed the cut at the Open Championship. He did not have a great weekend at the Rocket Mortgage last week. If you watch the broadcast, watching Webb on Friday, when the winds picked up and he started struggling, just kind of the body language and the whole general vibes kind of went down a little bit. And I don't necessarily think we saw the best of Webb last week. I think he personally would much rather win this week at Sedgefield than last week at the Rocket Mortgage. So I think we're going to see good web this week. I think we're going to see Mr. Wyndham put one back together, and I can totally see myself putting him in my lineups on both FanDuel and DraftKings at his price. Third on the board is Big Shane Lowry. Um, I know Big is not a part of his given name, but I feel like it's necessary. Uh, Anyway, Shane Lowry, if you look at the last 24 rounds in terms of strokes gained total, he is the best golfer in the field. I feel like he's knocking on the door for that win this season, and it would not shock me if it comes at Wyndham. He's generally a pretty accurate player. He's also played well at Sedgefield in the past, and he's played well at Harbortown in the past. So I could totally see Shane Lowry having a good week at Wyndham and then hitting up one of the local Irish pubs to celebrate on Sunday night. Sung J.M. had a great finish at the 3M, kind of crept his way up there on Sunday to a T2. And if you look at the last three years at Wyndham, he's came in 24th, 9th, and 6th in his last three times teeing it up. Uh, I think the form coming in along with the course history, I think he's at a reasonable price on both websites. I think he is in a pretty good spot. Uh, Sungjae is not somebody that's going to win a whole lot of golf tournaments, but he is somebody that's going to churn out top 10s and top 5s. And I can totally see him turning in another top 5 here at Wyndham. Last in the $10,000 range on DraftKings is Billy Horschel. Billy Horschel is a great course fit for Sedgefield. He's a very accurate, precise golfer. On Sedgefield, I mentioned earlier, very very high amount of undulation. That's tough to say. Very high amount of undulation on the greens here at Sedgefield. So you're going to have to hit to the correct spots if you want to give yourself a chance to make putts. And Billy Horschel is that kind of accurate golfer that can hit to those spots and make those putts. He didn't play here at Sedgefield last year, but he did finish T2 in 2020 and T6 in 2019. And out of all the guys, I think I could argue for him actually being priced up more in the Willie Z and Shane Lowry range. So I think he's at a good price point on both sides. And I again, with this top five, I can see myself making a lineup with any of them as the first player, and I like all of them this week heading into the Wyndham. All right, now let's head down the board just a little bit and talk about some guys that might be a little bit better values. The next guy I want to talk about is Tyrrell Hatton. Hatton has never teed it up at the Wyndham before, but I do think that he is a great course fit, and that is because of his accuracy with his irons. Much like Billy Horschel, I think Hatton's going to be a guy that can put it in the right spots on these greens to roll in those putts that you're going to need to make the win this week. 
My big concern with Haddon is always his driving accuracy, but the Wyndham in Sedgefield Country Club is going to feature a lot of holes that are going to take driver out of your hand off the tee. You're going to be forced to use a wood or a long iron to lay up to your second shot, and if Hatton doesn't have that driver in his hand, well, then he can't spray it all over the place. So I think he's a great course fit. He's played well at Harbortown in the past at the RBC Heritage, and I just have a pretty good feeling about Tyrrell Hatton heading into this week. Next up is Adam Scott. Adam Scott finished second here last year, which means he was a part of the six-man playoff. And if we're being honest, he probably should have won that playoff. He had a birdie putt to win it that he just missed. If we're looking at Scott's recent form, he did have one terrible Saturday at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. If he did not have that terrible Saturday, his finishing position would have been a lot better. And I think the sentiment would be a little bit more positive heading into Scott this week. If you're somebody who wants to play somebody that's going to be lower owned, I think this range is going to be pretty low owned on DraftKings and FanDuel, and I think that Scott will be one of the lower owned guys because of what he did last week. Next up is Harold Varner III, aka HV3. So HV3 is a North Carolina guy. He played his college golf at East Carolina. He knows what it's like to play North Carolina courses, and he has backed it up at the Wyndham. He has a T7 and a T10 in the last five years. He also is known for excelling at long par threes, par threes that are over 180 yards. And guess what? There are two of those at Sedgefield Country Club. I like the course fit. I like the fact that he's got a little bit of the local knowledge, and I would love nothing more than watch HV3 get his first win in his home state at Sedgefield. Field, I definitely think this is a good HV3 week. Next up is Denny McCarthy, who kind of combines everything you want when you look at picking a guy for Sedgefield. He's a great course fit because of his skill set. He's one of the best putters on planet Earth, and if he's on with his irons and giving himself a chance to make birdie putts, he's going to roll them in, and he's going to get to the low numbers that you're going to need to get to to win here. He also has a great history here at Sedgefield. He's in the top five in this field in strokes gained at Sedgefield Country Club. Denny McCarthy, very good play this week. Next up is Siwoo Kim. Siwoo is probably second only to Webb Simpson in his history at the Wyndham. He has won here before, and he seems to always play well at Sedgefield. If you're looking at his recent form, he had a T15 at the Open Championship and a T14 at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. I think Siwoo, like Denny McCarthy, great course fit, great history, great recent form for Siwoo. I'm just all in. I'm all in on Siwoo this week, y'all. Next up is Kevin Kisner. So Kisner has always been a great course fit at Sedgefield. Again, he's an accurate golfer. He's a good putter. Those tend to play well at Sedgefield. And he cashed it in last year with the win in that six-man playoff. So even though he missed the cut last week, I'm totally willing to go back on Kisner. And you know, I don't know if he'll necessarily repeat the win, but I definitely would expect a good finish out of Kisner here at Sedgefield. Next up is Ju Young Kim, a.k.a. Tom Kim. So Kim is the recent form king. He has been on a tear the last two months. His worst finish in the last two months is T47 at the Open Championship, which has also been the toughest field in the past two months. And I also think if you look at his pricing on FanDuel, it's very soft. He's under the $10,000 average. So I think the softer pricing on FanDuel, he's pretty much a lock to be in my FanDuel lineup this week. I think the recent form will continue. And I also think that Ju Young knows that the only way he can make it into the FedEx Cup playoffs is to win here at Sedgefield. So I think you're going to see him going all out, and I expect another performance in this tear for Ju Young Kim. 
Next guy, JT Poston. So JT has been playing some great golf the last two months. One thing that kind of concerns me is that he did win the Wyndham in 2019, but has followed it up with two missed cuts since then. That's a little bit of inconsistent course history. However, JT is a North Carolina guy. He grew up in Hickory, so I have faith that the North Carolina guy will play well at the North Carolina course. All right, now let's. those were my mid-tier guys. Let's talk about some value plays that are going to save you some money on FanDuel and DraftKings. So for the value plays, I'm going to divide them into two types, and we're going to go a little quicker. Those two types are going to be course fits and recent form. For the course fits, I like Kevin Streelman this week. He finished T7 one shot out of the playoff last year, and ignoring Sedgefield, he has four straight made cuts on the PGA Tour. Generally, pretty good vibes in both categories for Kevin Streelman. Alex Smalley is a member here at Sedgefield, and he turned that into a T29 last season. I think that local knowledge is going to help him out a lot. Uh, i got to feel that he's got a lot of confidence coming in and playing a course that he is a member at. Brendan Todd fits the mold for the type of golfer that you want at Sedgefield Country Club. He's an accurate guy, and he can make putts. He's one of the best putters on tour, and he showed that last season with a T10 here at Sedgefield. C.T. Pan has two great finishes here at the Wyndham. He finished T2 in 2018 and T29 last year, and he's also a guy who had great success at the comp course Harbortown. He won the RBC Heritage before in his career. So C.T. Pan, great play at the course comps, great play at Sedgefield. I like C.T. Pan this week. Chesson Hadley, who if you remember last year had a furious rally on Sunday to get into the top 125 for the FedEx Cup. I could see him doing that again this year. He has four straight made cuts at the Wyndham. If you are looking for a course fit dart throw, very low on the board on both sites is Jim Herman, who won this tournament in 2020. He's got terrible form coming in, but generally, if you've won a tournament before, you're coming in with good vibes, you're coming in with knowledge of the course. I think he could be worth a dart throw at his price. Now, let's talk about the recent form guys, and the first one is Scott Stallings. Stallings is coming into this event with three straight top tens. He's generally a boom or bust golfer, and I could see this being another boom week if he wants to keep that streak up. Next is Adam Long, who is a decent course fit as well. Like Hatton, I worry about his driving accuracy, but you're not going to be swinging the driver as much here at Sedgefield. But he has four straight top 25s, and at his price point, if he gets another top 25, he's going to pay off that value big time. Callum Tarin. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But the young Brit, Callum Tarn, he's got four top 22s in his last five, which is a really good run dating back to June. I think it can continue this week with what he's been doing lately. And then last is Vincent Whaley. Whaley hasn't really popped until last week at the Rocket Mortgage, but he has not finished worse than 43rd since his missed cut at the Travelers Championship back in June. All right, that's enough individual golfers to talk about. Let's talk about how to build a lineup this week. So if I'm building the lineup this week, like I mentioned earlier, I like all of the top five guys. That's Zalatoris, Simpson, Lowry, M, and Horschel. I don't know which one I'm going to pick just yet. I probably need to do a little bit of a deeper dive and see which one I want. But I'm going to pair one of those top five with Siwoo Kim. I just love Siwoo's course history and recent form coming in. So I'm starting off with one of the top five in Siwoo. After that, I'm probably trying to see if I can squeeze in salary rise, um, if I can squeeze in HV3, Tyrrell Hatton, or Denny McCarthy. Again, I'm putting them all in the Siwoo category where I like the recent form and the course fit. 
And then from there, I got to figure out the value place. So pretty much just some of the guys that I mentioned, um, you know, trying to see if I can balance that salary out and if I can make it work. All right, for one and done, my one and done selection is Webb Simpson. I marked it down earlier in the year that I was going to save Webb Simpson for this event. No matter what his recent form is, I don't care. Webb plays great at Wyndham. And I have a feeling that a lot of people in one and done pools have also saved Webb Simpson for this specific event. So if you anticipate Webb to be popular, a few pivot plays that I would have if you need to gain ground are Shane Lowry, if you have him available. Uh, and then a few guys that I'm pretty confident you're going to have available, and that is HV3, uh, Ju Young Kim and Siwoo Kim. If you have any of those three available, I don't anticipate they're going to be super duper popular, but I expect them all to have great finishes this week. All right, y'all, that does it for the preview for the Wyndham Championship. If you want my full DFS lineups for the Wyndham, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. They will be going live tomorrow. Uh, and other than that, looking forward to this weekend of golf in Greensboro. Like I said, it's a local course for me, so I'm looking forward to watching this tournament, uh, and I'm hoping that my boy Webb's going to take it home. See you guys next time. I am going to be taking a break from the podcast for a few days, and that is to enable myself to churn out some more content for the Patreon. If you have missed it, we've been putting a lot of fantasy football content on there, y'all. We've got our QB rankings, as well as our tight end rankings, and our running back rankings that went live this week. QB and tight end rankings are available on the podcast. For running backs and receivers, we're going to be doing something a little bit different here in the upcoming two weeks, so make sure you're staying tuned for that. And thank you for listening to Mike's Money Picks. If you could, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. That would help me out. And also check out the Patreon. Again, that is patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks.